Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to Nashville episode four. We got one, two, three in the books. I want to start this episode with saying thank you. Thank you for the repost, for the good feedback, for the reviews, for everything. Um, so, yeah, thanks for that, man. I appreciate it. I do want to recap on last episode about the catfish story. It's definitely a true story. It's a real story. And one day, maybe I'll post a girl, the real girl, not the fake girl. I don't know who the fake girl is. But maybe one day I'll, I'll post a real girl and everybody keeps bugging. Who is she? Who is she? Like, I want to see what girl you're talking about. So maybe I'll do that. Maybe I won't. We'll see. I'll, I'll, I'll play that. Um, We'll see. I do. I know. I do know. I've talked to her and she does want to come on the podcast and talk about. I don't know what we're going to talk about. I mean, she's. <laughs> I don't even fucking know her. I know the fake girl. I don't know you. So I don't even know what the fuck. I don't know what we would talk about. But. I do want to get on Fabian on the show, and he's agreed to come on the show, so that should be interesting. Fabian, follow him, inkedup776 on Instagram. He might be genius. He might be a piece of shit. We're going to find out, though. He's the one that asked for the refund on a date. I got to find out how that date went exactly. Was it a disaster date? Do you really feel like she used you for dinner and drinks? Or was it a good time? He had a great time, but she just, the energy wasn't there. We just got, we got, before we judge the person so much, let's find out what really happened. Let's find out because I, I got a lot of messages, people talking shit about Fabian. A lot from guys. A lot of guys, more, more guys are talking shit than girls. Guys are talking shit. Say, what the fuck? That guy's a lame. So on. You don't even, you don't know Fabian like that. So let, let's keep the internet banging to a minimum, please. Let's hear his story. I mean, I don't think it could be an amazing story where he's going to crawl himself out of the hole. But let's hear his story. I want to hear the whole story. I want to hear how the whole date went. Word for word. Picture, picture. Let's let's get that girl on the podcast. How's that? If I could ask him for her number and get her on a podcast, get them both on a podcast. How amazing would that be? That would be fucking dope. I'm a genius. Look at the way I'm thinking right now, guys. I'm a fucking genius. I definitely don't want to be the podcast. Or I don't want my podcast to depend on guests, though. Never. I think guests is more of a street scholar thing. Real people. Real stories. And those were hard to do on street scholars. It seemed like everybody wanted to tell a sad story. Like, super sad story. Nobody had a happy story. Everybody dies on season two, Street Scholars. Want to check it out? Go to YouTube. I don't think we want to do audio no more for Street Scholars. But Street Scholars is more of a guest thing. But I don't want Nashville to, to depend on guests to get views or to get like exposure. I think too many podcasts do that. They want to get a celebrity guest. This guest with a lot of followers. Majority of the time, the celebrity guests or those those fucking guests with a lot of followers, they don't even repost your shit. They're so into themselves. They're such fucking divas. Jay Valentino. You don't repost shit. Fucking joke. I don't want to be that podcast. A guest should not make your podcast. A podcast should make the guest. A podcast should make itself. Don't depend on other fucking people. I don't fucking need guests. I'll get guests once in a while. I don't need no celebrity guests. I don't want celebrity guests. Let's have a fucking crazy funny ass story or something relevant to anything I'm talking about. 
But I ain't gonna live for a fucking guest every week. That's stupid. That's hard. I did for Street Scholar for fucking, what, four seasons now. It's hard to do. It's hard to get guests. It's stupid. But besides all that, I did go on a vacation, a family vacation. Went to um, Colorado. Went to Denver for a couple of days and then a couple of days in Breckenridge. Breckenridge is way up in the mountains, way in the Rockies. It's the elevation is so high. So those of you who've never been to Colorado or to like the Rocky Mountains, when you're in that high elevation, it's very hard to breathe. You take a few steps, you walk in a hallway, wherever you walk, you can't breathe. You're out of breath. It's fucking, it's crazy, dude. And I think they say when you drink up there, you get drunk faster. I don't know how, I don't know how true that is, but they say you get drunk faster in a higher elevation. I don't know. I don't drink too much, so. I really didn't. Um, I don't think I got drunk over there, and everybody's getting mad at me. My sister, my my cousins, cause it was a family thing. So a lot of the time, I was in my room, watching Grey's Anatomy. I started watching Grey's Anatomy from season one again, just for the fuck of it. I'm in my room. I'm smoking weed, getting high a little bit, cause we're in the Rockies. You gotta get high, right? So I'm watching Grey's Anatomy. Everybody's going to my room. Hey, well, you're being a fucking party pooper. Ooh, like, why aren't you getting drunk? Blah, 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 blah. But my vacation is different from your vacation because I'm always out drinking and so on and so on. So your vacation, my sisters and my cousins, they want to get fucked up. They want to get drunk. You know, their vacation is getting drunk. And you guys know me. Even when I go to um, Las Vegas, I don't be getting turned up like that. I just don't do it. So for me, a, a good vacation, for me, it just... Laying in the bed, flaming hot Cheetos, a soda, smoking weed, and just watching a good show, watching Netflix. To me, that's the life. I mean, it would be perfect if I had a girl next to me scratching my back. Then that's like, that's heaven. A girl scratching my back, flaming hot Cheetos, some Pepsi, Grey's Anatomy, winning. Like, it don't get better than that. I don't get all turned up, get fucked up, wake up with a hangover. So people call me a party pooper, but like your idea of your vacation is your thing. Do your thing. Let me do my thing. Don't call me a party pooper. Just let me do my thing. That's all I'm asking for. I did attempt to go skiing over there. I don't want to get too much in the story how I got rescued and so on and so on. I mean, maybe one day I'll tell it. It's not money. It's not really much a tell. I couldn't get down the fucking mountain. They rescued me. Whatever. One of the most embarrassing things that ever happened to me in my fucking life, I promise you. Embarrassing. Super embarrassing. I went with my cousins and they're telling me, Dick, why don't you get a snowboard? And I could snowboard. I snowboard again. Like over a hundred times probably snowboard. Snowboard is easy. Snowboarding, you can stop easy, go down a mountain easy. I go down a main slope like nothing and not fall. I'm fucking fine. Snowboarding is not hard to do. I think anybody could do that shit. Skiing is different. I feel like I'm at a certain age, a certain place in my life where skiing seems more responsible. It seems more mature. It seems more Republican to go skiing. It just seems the right thing to do. More American. I got the skis, man. It was the stupidest fucking thing I ever did in my life. I should have got the snowboard. And me without even practicing, I went on Black Diamond. I went on Black Diamond. Black Diamond, and we're not talking about a stripper Ace of Diamonds. We're talking about Black Diamonds. We're not talking about a stripper. We're talking about a fucking slope for experts only. I went straight on there. Once you go on there, there's only one way down. The only one way back to where you started at, and you have to go on a fucking mountain. 
it was just a mission. Just to summarize the story, I felt like a thousand times I wanted to cry. Some blonde haired girl rescued me. I had to go on and slay like a metal cage. I had to lay down and strap me on. She skied me down the mountain. People were at the bar at the very bottom looking at me like, what the fuck? I mean, I don't know why they just didn't get a helicopter and, and and just lift me out of there, you know, fucking airlift me. It was that dramatic. Fuck, dude. Dramatic. Put me in a metal fucking sled, strap me down, laying down with the blonde hair girls fucking scheme me down. You know how embarrassing that shit is? Cold as fuck, shrinkage, everything. I wasn't even hurt. I mean, the only thing that was hurt after that was my pride. Fuck, dude. That sh- a lot went into that story how I got airlifted, like not airlifted, how I got rescued. I don't really want to get too much into that shit though. I did go shopping over there though. They have a, a mall in Denver. It's called Cherry Creek, and those that've been in Denver know what Cherry Creek is. Cherry Creek is more of their Beverly Hills Rodeo Drive kind of mall. It's like a South Coast Plaza type of mall. Same kind of stores. Very very bougie. Very nice fucking. It's a nice mall. I bought some shoes over there. You ever go to fucking, this is what I hate about fucking shoe stores. It's so stupid. I asked for my size. Let's say I asked for a size nine. Ten minutes later to come back, they have two boxes. Well, we don't have your size, but we have a size 12 and a size 11 right here. You want to try these on and see if they fit? No, I don't want to fucking try them on and see if they fit. I know for a fact they don't fit. One's two size too big and one's three size too big. Why would I try that on? You asked me for my fucking size. I gave you my size because I know my size because I know what fits my fucking foot. But you're going to bring me a size 12. Why would you do that? Stupidest thing ever. I'm not going to change my shoe size. Now, I might change my shoe style. You could have brought me two other shoes that look almost identical to that shoe with my size. And I might have fucking bought it. But you bring me a shoe that doesn't fit me. Like, are they training you guys at the Foot Locker or the food at, at the Foot Place, the, the shoe store, to bring you to any kind of size? Because that's fucking stupid. Don't do that shit. I don't want a size 12. If you don't have my size, say, hey, we don't have your size. We have this shoe in your size. Want to try You like this one? It's kind of similar. Do that shit instead. Fucking idiots. I fucking swear. It's the stupidest shit ever. And another thing. If you ever go on a trip and decide you want to go shopping, always remember that you got to put that shit in your luggage on the way back home. And for me, my luggage was already filled to the fucking brim. So I bought some shoes and some other bullshit, some sweaters, some hoodies. I bought my son a hoodie. And I had to make that shit fit in my luggage. So, like... The shit I bought in a mall over there in Cherry Creek. I could have bought the West Covina fucking mall. I could have bought over here. It was stupid why I went shopping over there. It, 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 it made no fucking sense. It was dumb. So I can do that again. I did watch Home Alone. Home Alone is one of my all-time favorite Christmas fucking movies. I don't know what your favorite Christmas movie is. Mine's Alf, Home Alone, and uh, Miracle on 34th Street. Old school shit. Can we just say that fucking Kate and Peter are the worst parents there fucking is? Kaden Peter, you don't only leave your fucking son Kevin once, but you even fucking twice. That's fucking, like, where's child services at when all this shit's happening? Poor fucking Kevin. And you wonder why he fucking ran away to fucking Never Never Night and got molested by Michael Jackson. 
fucking Kate and Peter's fault. And Peter, grow some fucking balls, dude. You gonna let Uncle Frank talk shit to Kevin at the dinner table because he spilled something? What Uncle Frank said, Look what you done, you little jerk. Fuck you, Uncle Frank. You don't talk to somebody's kid like that. I let my brothers and my sister talk shit to my son, but to an extent, to a point. Uncle Frank, you were fucking out of line. And Peter, you should have stepped up and talked shit to Uncle Frank. Uncle Frank didn't even put him in on a fucking pizza. He seen a pizza guy there. He could have pitched him. He could have tipped him. He didn't do shit. Uncle Frank's a piece of shit. Fuck Uncle Frank. I wish I'd see Uncle Frank. I'm going to fucking sock that fool. Fuck Uncle Frank. Piece of shit. Poor Kevin. Kevin's fucking shot out now. Are you seeing Kevin? He's shot out now. It's like he's on fucking meth. Michael Jackson died. He's fucking. He's doing bad now. That's Kaden Peter's fault. I'd be not Kaden Peter. How'd you expect Kevin to end up? He almost got killed by fucking two fucking burglars, the wet bandits. The wet bandits ain't nobody to fuck around with. Harry and Marv. Harry and Marv are fucking gangster ass fools. They don't fuck around. Marv and Harry. Harry and Marv. Wet bandits. Thug life, baby. Thug life. You know what the most interesting thing about the whole movie Home Alone is? Is that is that part of that old movie where Kevin's watching and that guy's all keep the change, you filthy animal. Remember that old movie, that black and white movie? So I always wanted to watch that movie because that movie looked really good. It was with that guy Snakes. 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 Whatever. Did you know Home Alone made that movie just for that skit? That's not really a real movie. They just made that skit for Home Alone. Look it up. It's fucking genius. Genius as fuck. Genius as fuck. Let me see what else they do in Colorado. Oh, do you want to know how? Listen, my parents have been married for 45 years now. 45 years. And now I know how to be successfully in a marriage for 45 years. So as we were on family vacation, I was with them. They're, they rented a car. I was in the back seat. All my parents did driving around was argue in a fucking car. About directions, about gas, about whatever the fuck. About the radio station, Pandora. All they did is argue in the fucking car. I felt like a little kid in the backseat watching mom and dad argue. So I think what happens is they go in a car. They lay all their fucking problems out. All their problems are in the car. When they get out of the car, they don't even argue anymore. So I think for anybody in a relationship, married or whatever the fuck, if you want to argue with your spouse or whatever you want to argue with, you argue in the car. And when you get out of the car, then you're happily. They've been doing it for fucking 45 years for whatever reason. Arguing in a car works. It saves marriages. Do that shit. Try that shit. Because that's what my fucking parents do. I had a fucking headache. I just wanted to Uber some places. Like, Jesus, shut up. Kept fucking fighting for the stupidest shit. But hey, man, if that works for them, 45 years, something's, something's working. That might be the blueprint of a successful marriage. Maybe. Maybe they might be onto something there. My mom and dad need to write a book or some bullshit. I don't fucking know. But it was so irritating for me to fucking witness that shit. I felt like I was fucking nine years old again. Mom and dad fighting. It's great. Anyways, I'm back home now, so it's good. I mean, I came back home to a fucking lockdown, whole quarantine lockdown. Everything's closed. Bars, restaurants. You can't even eat in a fucking tent anymore. All of that. So there goes my fucking dating life. 
I haven't been dating anyways that much, to be honest with you. Kind of packing pressure here. Haven't had sex in a minute. I don't know why girls make a big deal about fucking guys coming fast. Why is that a thing? Why is that? Why is a guy coming fast a thing? That should be a fucking compliment. Like you should be like, damn, I mean that motherfucker come fast. That's a compliment. Listen, girls, listen up. And I want you to listen closely on this fucking one. It's a problem when a guy goes too long. That's a problem. If a guy's going 30, 45 to an hour long, it's probably because you're ugly. I'm not even going to lie to you. It's probably because you're ugly. He's not sexually attracted to you. When a guy is motivated, he's sexually appealed to you, he's just pumped up. He's ready to fucking go. He's going to come fast. That's just science. That's like medical journal shit. This scientific fact. So it's not good when a guy goes all long. You can say what you want about it, whatever. But if you're sexually attracted to a person, it's a compliment. Super compliment when a guy goes fast. I promise you. You should act like a female boo. I don't know the such thing as a female boo, but if there is, you should be one. You should buck this motherfucker off. Your goal should be to buck this motherfucker off in 13 seconds or whatever the fuck. And then round two, go a little longer, and then you have some sex. Then you can please yourself. But the first time around, you want to buck this motherfucker off. That should be your goal. If you're riding him, his eyes are closed. He's thinking of somebody else. Trust me. Those are facts. If you're riding him, his eyes are closed. He's thinking of somebody else. If all he wants to do is doggy style, he's thinking about somebody else. Now, now you're thinking, huh? You're, you're thinking in kind of sex position how long your man lasts. You don't need to thank me. I'm just giving you some advice. Just don't get mad. Don't get mad. It shouldn't be a thing. It's not a thing if a guy has sex with a girl and a girl fucking climaxes really fast. That's a compliment. That's a compliment. I mean, you want equal rights, right? Equal rights. Well, there you go. And a lot of girls don't know this, but guys fake come too. We fake come. I've done a gang of times. Especially like after a club or a bar, you're all drunk. You're faded as fuck and you wear a condom. First of all, when a guy is really, really drunk, it's hard to come. Especially with a basic chick with a condom on. Something you just got to fake it because you're over it. Like, you know you're not going to come. It's kind of whack. Like, you just fake come, oh, uh, I went, and you throw the fucking condom in a toilet or a trash can, and that's it. We fake come, too. Don't act like you're fucking special. Equal rights. Equal rights. Anyways, I do want to end this episode four. I only want to do episodes 20 to 30 minutes long since I'm going to do it twice a week. I want to get a shout out to our sponsors, Triple OG Brand. Congratulations on your new brand. It's fucking amazing, bro. On websites coming up soon. And congratulations to Sammy Sam and Triple G for opening up their own strip club on these fucking times. It's pretty hard. It's private because of lockdown, so I can't give you address or any information on the new strip club. Shout out to Garden Bar and Grill in La Habra and Pico. Their food is fucking... Most bars don't have good food. Let's be honest. Most bars like snack bar food or, you know. But Garden Bar and Grill in La Habra and Pico, it's amazing food. A lot of people don't know that's where I take most of all my dates. It's fucking amazing there. Um, they're on they're closed right now for the times, but I'm gonna reopen. I'll let you guys know because 
you guys need to try it out, dude. That's some pretty guys girls that work there. Their food's amazing. Customer service is just top of the fucking line. I promise you there. If you guys ever want to, I'm going to do like an event there or something. We're going to have something going on there that I want you guys to meet up with me there. It's just, I want you to give it a shot. It's really amazing. Follow them on Instagram, Garden Barn Girl La Habra. It's fucking amazing. Anyway, thanks for listening. Tag a friend, share it with a friend, so on and so on. I'll see you guys next episode. Late. Thank you.